So joined by head coach Stephen O'Donnell to preview Friday's game against Waterford. Stephen, how are you? Good form, Jamie. Good form. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you. Not too bad. I'm sure you're in good form after a super Sunday at Oriel Park, a 4-1 victory for the Saints and another three points. Good performance and good day all round. Yeah, look, um, I thought the game on Sunday, to be fair to Dundalk, I thought they played well. I think that's they played close enough to the, to how well they can play in the first half. Um, you know, probably not fortunate, but you know, we, we capitalised on the opportunities we had to go, in front, go ahead 2-1 and then thought second half we controlled the game really well and, you know, we won, we won quite comfortably in the end. Yeah, much of Bruce Watson to have Maddie Smith back from suspension. He scored twice to take his tally to the season for seven, which puts him level with Ronan Cochrane, our top scorers. And he was fantastic again and scored twice, worked so hard and a great boost to have him back. Yeah, you know, you have some players that if they don't score, um, they don't really add much to the team. Whereas Maddie's the opposite, you know, even if he doesn't score, he's such a constant menace to the opposition. And he's such a winning runner and, you know, he creates space and creates chances for others. So, you know, when he does score a brace, you know, his contributions are really, really invaluable. And he's been brilliant throughout the season. As I said, even when he's not scored in games, he's, he's still had a massive influence on the game. And there's no doubt about it. We we, we did. We missed him. We missed him a, a lot, you know, last week against Shamrock Rovers, just for the sheer intensity and the physicality he gives us. And, you know, that sort of fire starter of a work rate, you know, high up in the pitch. Yeah, a first goal in his second spell at the club for Nae Melvin Lambert as well. Scored early to send us on our way. So a good boost for him in his first start again to score from close range. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, attacking players anytime they get on the score sheet's great for their confidence. Again, because of Nae, maybe his size and physicality, people tend to forget he's only 18. You know, he's still learning his trade. It's his, it's his first time away from home. And, you know, the difference between when he first came to now has been huge. So we're delighted to get him back for a second spell. And as I said, you know, the goal on Sunday can only do his confidence good. And, you know, I thought he'd done great as well for the second goal. A great little reverse pass after a really good move. Worked it from right to left and then a great little reverse pass to Ben. And, you know, we got the second goal from now. Stephen, we've scored 40 league goals this season, plus obviously the six against Bray in the Cup. It makes us the top scorers in the league. Uh, I think we've had 15 different scores as well, which is a huge spread. That must be something you're very pleased with. Yeah, something we talked about, I think, if you went back, the interviews we talked about, it's not just solely on any one individual shoulders like a striker that needs to get most of your goals. We wanted goals from all over the pitch, and we've got that. We've got it from set pieces. You know, we've got it from wide areas. We've got it from midfielders, and we've got it from a variety of our of our, um, of our attacking, attacking players. So that's what we want. As you said, 15 different goal scorers is great, and... You know, I think our goals to chances ratio is very good. So we are being really clinical when, when we get the opportunities. And there's been a nice spread as well of set-piece goals, goals from open play, free kicks and penalties as well, which, again, as a coach, I'm sure you're quite happy with that the team seems to be a threat in many different ways. Yeah, look, we see the biggest games be decided on set plays. We take a bit of time to, to work through them defensively and offensively. And you see a lot of goals in, in, in every league, you know, uh, big important goals the game can be in general play can be nip and tuck can be very tight and it might be a set piece that that'll decide it so we need to have uh, brave attacking players you know when they go into the box our, our defenders really to believe that they're going to score and then the flip side of that when we are defending corners and free kicks really 
really be tuned in, lock on, and 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 stop the opposition from scoring. As we saw, at one all last week against Shamrock Rovers, after around the hour mark, they've scored from a corner kick. You know, to go two one up. Lots of big games are decided with set pieces. Yeah, and another big one on Friday as well against Waterford. What have you made of their turnaround under Mark Bertram? They're probably the form team in the league, along with ourselves and Shamrock Rovers at the moment. Yeah, definitely. I think they've won four of their last four league games and obviously advanced in the Cup. So it's down at their game against Bohemians on Saturday and they fully deserved their win. Uh, could have won by a couple more. So uh, we know what we're going to we're going to encounter. He's added strength in, in the summer uh, in the last window. So it definitely improved them. And as you said, the form since he's come in has been has been very good. So look, at like Anathan, I keep repeating myself every week, but it's, it's, it is the truth, you know. We'll have to be at our best or somewhere what close to our best to get out from the game. And, you know, as you said, Waterford are the form team in the league coming into this game. And just lastly, it's five wins from five at home at Richmond since supporters have come back. We've had a couple of away games now in recent weeks against Shamrock Rovers and Dundalk. So I'm sure the players and yourself and Alan looking forward to being back in front of a, a scream in Richmond Park, which will be a nice place to be again. It's been a 100% record with the fans back so far. Yeah, we love playing at Richmond. Obviously, aside from your home fans and your partisan support, it's a it's a great um, arena to play in. The pitches pitch is always so good, and the the, the ground, the stands, and the Kamak, and it's all so tight to the pitch. It's it's a great environment for a player to play in, and our form's been good since fans been back in, and that's no coincidence, you know. Especially, I keep going back to the Derry game, and we really needed that extra bit of support being down to ten men with for the last half an hour, thirty five minutes, and. You know, they really helped to get us over the line. So we're looking forward to it. It's always good to be going back into a home game after a positive result on the road. So it's a game we're very much looking forward to. Yeah, long trip yeah. then to uh, Finn Harps in Cork City. So uh, look, make sure the home comforts can count on Friday, Stephen. Best of luck. Thanks. Lovely, Jamie. Thank you. Ben McCormack, how are you? All good, Jay. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks. Not too bad. Thanks for jumping on to look ahead to the game on Friday. Uh, firstly, to look back on uh, Sunday against Dundalk, a really good victory, 4 1 in the end. Um, you were involved in one of the goals anyway with a really good strike that was blocked by Andy Boyle so how did you enjoy the, the game and the victory and I suppose playing in, in such an important league match and the result in the end yeah it was uh, it was a tough game to play in because there was times where our back was against the wall and we were defending for long periods but I think that's you need to embrace that you need to like enjoy their moments and I think I did and then when we got on the ball, I thought we'd done well. That's when we started to enjoy it. Then when the game started to open up in the second half. But yeah, it was a really enjoyable game. And then we were all buzzing to get the three points because uh, I don't think we won in Oriole Park since 2012, I don't think. Yeah, from your own point of view, you only turned 18 in April and that was your fourth start of the season. But like, if you look at, first of all, the midfield that you played in with Chris Forrester and Alfie Lewis... And then the opposition, the likes of Patrick McElhenney, who's you know one of the best players in the league. You've got Greg Slogger was there, Sean Murray, Michael Duffy was having a flow, particularly in the first half. So, like for someone so young to, to be to be you know in a midfield with those players and also against people like McElhenney and Duffy and Slogger, how did you uh, find that challenge? Yeah, I thought it was good playing against uh, some of the best players in the league. But when you have Alfie and, and Chris Forrester behind you, it makes it a lot easier that. Yeah, you enjoy the battle with the opposition, and uh, I think we did enjoy the battle. It was a, uh, it was a good, uh, good midfield battle. So it was very good. Yeah. 
In what ways, like for you, is that like a step up from say academy football and even underage international? Like particularly in the in the first half the other day, McElhenney was picking up some really good positions, and you know I think their first goal wasn't it? Well, their only goal actually was a really good counter attack through midfield. So like, how did you find that? And, and just again, you know, I suppose people like him will pick up such good positions out of possession, maybe that you wouldn't have faced too much before. Yeah, I think it's sometimes it's more tactical like changing to what the opposition do, like when uh, McElhenney and Murray was coming on the inside and then Patchen was going out wide as well. They were just creating overloads on the sides and they were causing us problems probably first 20 minutes, but I think uh, when we kind of changed shape a bit, then we handled them well and uh, I don't think they created as much once we changed shape. Yeah, yourself and Chris seem to have formed a good partnership on the pitch. I know he's our good mates off the pitch as well. So um, that's been nice to see. And I know he's been giving you some advice and some help in training and also in the game as well. Apart from his ability, he, he's, he's, he's quite vocal in terms of, of trying to help his teammates. And uh, I know you've enjoyed uh, becoming good pals with him as well. Yeah, Chris helps me a lot. Uh, he's been through it all. He's played in the league, then gone to England and now he's home. But... Uh, Learning from one of the best players in the league is very good for me because that's what I want to be. I want to be pushing to be one of the best players in the league and then go to England and uh, experience what he's experienced. But um, yeah, I think our relationship off the pitch helps us play well together on the pitch, definitely. And uh, there was no getting him off that penalty. I asked for it, but I knew I wasn't getting it. Oh, you did ask for it, did you? Yeah, I asked for it, but I knew he wasn't going to give it to me because... I've asked for a few and trained him before and he, he turns away. Well, that might have been your uh, your first league goal for the club, Benji, but you scored your first goal for the club at senior level anyway in the cup game a couple of weeks ago against Bray with an unbelievable header. We chatted to you briefly on LOI TV afterwards. Uh, you had a chance to, to have a look at it and to, to enjoy the goal. Your, your dad and your granddad, I think, were at the match as well. Um, having watched the video back a few times, you must be really proud of of the goal, but just the the actual skill of the header as well. It was great cross by Burma, but you absolutely buried it. Yeah, I was buzzing with the goal. Uh, the header as well. That wasn't when you dream about your first senior goal. That wasn't the one that that I was expecting. But I was so happy when I scored it because it's kind of unlike me to score a header. But the way uh, the way it went in, kind of went nearly top corner. So I was buzzing with it. But all the pace was on the cross. Burma keeps saying that all the places on the cross he made it but I was buzzing and it was Bermo as well that set it up because we have a good uh, relationship off the pitch so it was good that he assisted me Yeah I said at the start that's four starts you've made and 14 sub appearances Ben so you've been involved in, in almost every game either from the start or off the bench as well you come on against Shamrock Rovers last Friday at Tallis Stadium as well in another big match so how have you found just the overall I suppose experience of, of your first proper year where you're you're actually either in the team or coming on most weeks and, and the challenges of, of that and the learnings and the enjoyment and stuff? Oh, I'm really enjoying it. It's my first proper season at uh, senior football, so it's good to get that taste of three points means everything, but especially when you're going for a league and you're challenging, seeing the what the training sessions are like, they kind of go up a notch when you know what's what's on the line, what what can be done at the end of the season. But um, I think, yeah, it's, it's been so good and uh, there's no better players to play with in your first season. They've all 
they've all really helped me and uh yeah i'm i'm really enjoying it what have you had to add to your game as a senior midfielder in comparison to your years your really su- successful years with the academy and previously to that with Belvedere as well like what have you had to, to change as as an 18 year old but as a senior player now uh, I think definitely gym work uh, strength and then defensively off the ball because uh, I think I know that technically I'm alright that I could play at the level but it's just strength wise because there's some big boys that you come up against there's no one really that is going to be weak really as a midfielder so I just need to be as strong as possible and I think I've came on uh, I've came on a lot in my gym work since the start of the season and uh, the gaffer's been pushing me to keep doing it and keep working hard and I have been to be fair and uh, I'm starting to enjoy the gym now I didn't really like it like the last couple of years but I'm starting to enjoy it now because I know what what's at the end of it and what happens when you do uh when you do do it, it pays off. I think uh, I think I nudged someone off the ball against Bray, countered, and that kind of showed that that the hard work's been paying off and that I can do. But we played against some big boys during the weekend. The likes of Zahibo that came on and McElhenney, that's the level that I want to get to as physicality. Be as strong as them because technically it kind of takes care of itself. So if you have the strength, that you can do both. And the full-time aspect actually on the training pitch, you know, three, four days a week and stuff. And you mentioned earlier on about the improvements you've, you've seen with yourself physically, but you've always been known as a really good footballer, you know, really good technique with both feet, good passer. You know, you can take corners, you can take free kicks and stuff. How much have you seen in the last kind of six, seven, eight months, and maybe even 18 months, because you've been full-time for quite a while, improvements in you, the footballer, from a technical point of view? Yeah, I've been trying to improve all parts of me, game. Uh, heading was one of them as well because I practiced that a bit and uh, that seemed to pay off and um, I stay behind a lot after training to work on certain things and uh, I think since the start of the season when I started doing it compared to now I think it's came on so much on what I've been practicing on after training and uh, yeah I think full time gives you that chance to do to stay behind and work on things because you're not in a rush in the evenings or you don't have somewhere to be. So I think that, that helps me a lot staying, staying after training with uh, Shani and Padge because they do they help me. They really want to really want me to improve. So it's very good to do that. And oh yeah, I, uh, I enjoy the trainings when, when it's leading up to a big game because then if you win that big game it's kinda of like right everything that we done during the week is after paying off. So it just goes to show that what you do in training, then when you take that into a Friday night and you get to the three points, like there's no better feeling. So it's kind of like that transition from under 19s when you win a game that you don't have that buzz to when you win a game on a Friday night. Like there's just a certain buzz and you can't you can't kind of say how it feels, but there's no better feeling. Like it's just so good, especially when you're going for a league. Yes, I can confirm Ben as a kid and Ben now as a first-team player has to be dragged off the training pitch every day because he loves practicing the free kicks and the passing and the shooting at the end, which is a really nice thing. 
Ben, one other thing I'm sure you've really enjoyed and we all have is the crowds being back. It's five wins from five at home at Richmond since supporters came back. Initially, it was 200, then it was 500, then it was up to, you know, the, the full limit of 1,000 because of the last couple of games with the test events. And it will be your first time regularly playing in front of crowds. Richmond's been brilliant. Talk to me about that and, and I suppose just your first kind of real taste of football with fans. Yeah, I didn't really know what to expect because... I've never been at a Pats game where uh, where it's full, so I didn't know what to expect. And then, obviously, playing through COVID, where there's no fans, you kind of get used to that. I think we were getting used to that. Um, it was enjoyable, to be fair. But then when the fans are back, I didn't know what to expect. And then when we played, when we played against Bray, like when I was playing the full game, they kind of spur you on a bit. I remember when we played Derry and we were kind of holding on when we had 10 men. Like, I think if there was no fans there, we could have went on there. But the fans really were like a 12th man. They helped us get through it. They were, uh, they were roaring us on and uh, the thousands kind of felt like 5,000 nearly. That's how loud they were screaming. But they really helped us and uh, playing in front of them is, is so good because they've been, they've been missing for so long. So... It's good for them as well that they finally get to watch us again because I think it's probably honest to say Pats fans haven't really properly enjoyed a full season of football in, in a long time. So finally for them to, to see their team winning most weeks is good for them and uh, see their team going for a league as well where we belong. Yeah, the lads back at Richmond again on Friday, 7.45 kickoff against Waterford. The game is live on LOI TV for those who uh, won't be in the stadium. And Ben, lastly, just on that, you've actually started both matches against Waterford this season. The 1-0 at Richmond, Dara Burns got the winner very early on. And then the away game at the RSC was a 1-1 draw. You started the game, but Alfie was sent off quite early and you were the one who was taken off. And um, eventually it ended 1-1, so it was probably a good point on the road. But I know you were disappointed, but you understood the reason sometimes that happens. So uh, a third meeting with the man, it's fair to say they're much improved under their new manager. They have a couple of XM Pats players, including John Martin in midfield, which I'm sure you'll be watching out for on Friday. So what are you expecting from the game against a team who picked up so many points over the last series? Yeah, I think um, I think they have five wins on the bounce now. So um, they've been in a rich vein of form. So we have to be the ones to stop them. We can't, we can't be the ones that show up and they turn us over as well to make it six wins in a row. So we have to be the ones that stop them because uh, we know what we want to do. We want to be up there pitching near the end of the season. So games like this, we have to we have to take all three points. And uh, we know it's not going to be an easy game. There's no easy games in the league, so we know it's going to be tough. But um, I think if we do our if we do our stuff right and uh, we play how well we know we can play, um, I think we should do well and win the game. But saying that, if you don't show up and you don't play well and you don't uh, you don't work as hard or things aren't going right and you kind of you turn away then that's when team that's when teams can turn you over because every team in the league has that bit of quality to uh to flip a game on its head in in the matter of minutes great stuff ben thanks a million enjoy the game we'll chat to you soon cheers jay thank you